This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. From the guy who wrote The Art of the Deal. It's Donald Trump. No, he didn't write it. Donald Trump wrote The Art of the Deal. No, he didn't. He put his name on it, but he didn't write it. So the guy who wrote The Art of the Deal, which is one of your favorite books, or was, wasn't it? When I was a kid, yeah. I read it when I was like, I don't know, 13 or 12 or something. Donald Trump was your hero. I loved the guy back in the day. There's been a change in that at some level. You might be able to detect occasionally. Uh, but yeah, he's out, uh, you know, and it's no surprise now that they're finding all these people from Trump's past that don't like him. I mean, the media is going to do that. But he and where says, were they in February? Right. They, 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 didn't, right. they were not available. This guy apparently was not available back then. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, he said, um, I, I, this is the guy who wrote The Art of the Deal. Quote, I put lipstick on a pig. I feel a deep sense of remorse that I contributed to presenting Trump in a way that brought him wider attention and made him more appealing than he is. I genuinely believe that Listen if Trump, to this. <laughs> this is amazing. I genuinely believe that if Trump wins and gets the nuclear codes, there is an excellent possibility that it will lead to the end of civilization. Wow, <laughs> man. So that's oh, man. not exactly an endorsement. <laughs> It's, it's a one step shy, <laughs> one step shy of an, of an endorsement. endorsement. Uh, Mike Lee, he's at the convention. How are you, Mike? I'm doing great, and I've got a question though. Who reads the art of the deal when they're 13 years old? That's my first question. <laughs> Losers, oh, Mike. Wait a Losers. minute, Mike Lee. You're not going. Should we look into what you were reading when you were 13, you little geek? <laughs> well, the, the Federalist Papers, of course, like every other 13 year old. <laughs> That's exactly right. So don't try to out geek it here. Don't try to make him a bigger geek than you are, because you are the king of the geek people, Mike, and you know it. I appreciate that very much. That's a, that's a very <laughs> By the way, my apologies. Yesterday, I said if Ted Cruz endorses Donald Trump tomorrow in his speech, it will be official that I will have no one I can trust in Washington. I said that on Meet the Press, and I was deluge with email. Has Mike Lee done something wrong? <laughs> no, Mike Lee. Is, I I wasn't thinking of Mike yesterday. Uh, but Mike oh, I'm, is... I'm easy to forget. I'm easy to no, forget. So I'll, I'll no, one forget. of the guys that you can really trust. So you're at the convention. Can you tell me what happened with the, um, with the votes? Because I've heard it from both sides that the, uh, the GOP did what they did to the Ron Paul people last time and just squashed and actually were holding up signs, Trump people, GOP people vote no on this. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, the sign said Trump slash RNC vote no. So this was uh, it was surreal. It was bizarro world in which the Trump campaign had teamed up with the RNC establishment powers that be to completely shut out calls for reform from grassroots conservatives. I, I was stunned. I've never seen anything like it. OK, now this actually is not affecting this convention only. This can this actually affects the grassroots campaigns. Um. The next time around for 20, 2020, does it not? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, you know, we were calling for some reforms, reforms that we think would help conservatives, would help grassroots activists within the party to make sure that they have a voice and to make sure that party establishments at the national level and at the state and local level can't squelch 
can't overtake the voices of grassroots activists everywhere. And we were shut out. It was unfortunate, and that's one of the reasons why I intend to vote against the rules package today, first as a member of the Rules Committee, where I serve with my wife, Sharon, and then again as a delegate on the floor of the convention. So, so Mike, um, what's going to happen this week? Anything? I don't know. I mean, look, I, I'm taking this a day at a time right now. I'm taking it an hour at a time. Uh, we do hear from a lot of delegates from all around the country, people of every uh, background, at least every uh, type of background uh, uh, from among the delegate community, um, who, who were saying, look, we deserve better than this. I, I, don't, I don't want to support this rules package. I don't want to do something that strengthens uh, the, the RNC if that means weakening the power of the people who really run the party, the volunteers around the country, people who just care about the country and are serving that way. So um, I think it could be close. Uh, the, 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 the casual observer w- would no doubt predict that the odds are strongly against us, but stranger things have happened. So, um, Mike, um, you know, I know your book, uh, Our Lost Constitution, came out in paperback um, here recently, and it is, it is really well worth the read uh, for anybody who really deeply cares about the Constitution um, because it is truly hanging by a thread. I mean... I used to think eight years ago we were hanging by a thread, but but we're we're there at the end. Um, either one of these candidates, um, because I, I said this to Ted, Ted may have to pull an Abraham Lincoln if he were the president. He may have to pull an Abraham Lincoln and suspend some things to get control. But I know Ted would let it back. Go, he'd let it go again and restore the Constitution. I'm not sure that. Um, I, I don't know the character enough to, to see that these guys aren't power hungry that could release the constitution do you think that's a real possibility with what we saw in turkey and what we're seeing overseas and what we know is coming with you know people were calling for martial law this weekend in some cities because of the what was what's happened our cops are being executed that's right look to answer your question this is always a possibility it is always a possibility here or anywhere in the world because of human nature look human beings are fallible. They make mistakes. They're not inherently evil, but they make mistakes, and that's why we need constitutions. And that's why I wrote my book. I, I wrote our lost constitution because I want to reinvigorate uh, the constitution as part of America's political discourse. That's why they, I tell these stories behind these these forgotten or, or neglected or lost provisions of the constitution. And I tell the stories behind them. I tell the story about how Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton, you know, the protagonist of this awesome Broadway play that's doing so well, that uh, soundtrack my wife and I listen to all the time because it's awesome. Tell the story of how Hamilton. Oh my gosh! Listen, the geekdom a... just doesn't stop. He's now. Oh no! It he's now the, get no, better than that, Glenn. It no, he's now. I know Broadway um, show tunes are always cool. I mean, up until now, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat has been my favorite no, I, musical. Now it's Hamilton. No, okay, uh, good. In part because <laughs> Hamilton is the scored musical of our lost constitution. Anyway, I, uh, but I tell this great story about how Hamilton gets up on June 18th, 1787 at the convention. He calls for a monarchy. He actually calls for a monarchy. Now, there are a lot of theories about why he did it. He had kind of a man crush on George Washington. That was cool. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, this cost <laughs> Hamilton the ability ever to be elected president of the United States. It's where we think we got the natural born citizen clause. They put that in there, we think, to prevent Hamilton from ever becoming president because he hadn't been born in the United States. Anyway, wow. it's an awesome book. It tells the stories of uh, where these 
provisions of the Constitution came from, the stories of how they've been neglected, and then it gives you a formula for how to restore it. And that's exactly what we need, because as you point out, we're never more than a few steps away from losing our freedoms. Because that's no, what I, I tell does. you, Mike, I, I tell you, we're, we are closer than a few steps away. I mean, um, I'm having um, meetings in the next few days um, here at the studios with some some very deep thinkers, and and I want to include you in some of this soon, about what steps can we take, what do we need to do to be able to preserve, even if it means just preserving it in our kids. Um, and everyone I talk to says that understands really where we are. This It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Um, what what can we late. do at this point? It's not too late, Glenn, and that, and that is the message of my book. That is the message of our lost constitution. It is not too late. We can still do this. We can still restore it. But in order to How? do wait, that, wait, 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 wait. How? Because Mike, we have people. We have people on both sides of the aisle, and a lot of Americans are going along with it. When that happened in Orlando, they were talking about um, curtailing the first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth amendment. We had people on both sides talking about doing that in Congress. How do you save it when people don't even know what their rights are and are so willing just to give them up? We we save it because most of the people believe and understand intuitively that freedom is worth preserving. And all they need is the ability to recognize deprivations of the Constitution when they arise, and just as importantly, uh, to be able to, to, to trigger three words. This is why. This is why we have the Fourth Amendment. This is why we have the Legislative Powers Clause. This is why we have the Origination Clause. They need to be able to have those words triggered. This is why the Constitution is there. When they hear the stories behind why we have the Fourth Amendment, for example, and I tell the story about John Wilkes, this member of British Parliament in the late 1700s. He was arrested and subjected to these horribly invasive searches by King George III just for criticizing George the King of England. And he fought for and he won his freedom. He fought for and he won a money damages suit against the king's ministers. And he became a hero on both sides of the Atlantic. And his cause gave birth to our Fourth Amendment. And uh, so when, when, when they see under the Patriot Act and other provisions of law, the NSA and, and other agencies of the federal government doing things that are inconsistent with liberty, with privacy, with our constitutional rights, people will say, this is why we have the Fourth Amendment, and they can stop it. But, but to, to do that, Glenn, people have to know the stories. Our law okay, so, gives so, them the stories, and, and it gives them the tools they need to reinvigorate the constitutional discourse in American politics. Mike, I, I agree with you, and you know that there's, I mean, I know the power of a story, um, and you're exactly right. However, we have a great number and a growing number of university students who say, yeah, the freedom of speech, but I just saw a poll last, last week that says a majority of college students are now saying that there need to be many more limits on the freedom of speech. They'll say, they'll see the, the rhetoric out there that disagrees or makes them uncomfortable, and they'll say, this is why we need limits on the freedom of speech. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so there are people who will answer some poll questions that way, and that is alarming, to be sure. I don't want to diminish the severity of that concern, not for one single second. But 
still, they can be won back over. They can be won back over when they hear stories about the founding of our country, when they hear stories like those I tell in our lost constitution about why it is that we have these protections in the first place. We can still win this, but we've got to win the conversation. We've got to have the conversation in the first place. That conversation hasn't been taking place because our schools don't teach civics anymore like they used to. They don't teach the stories behind our constitution. And that's what this book does. And I hope through this book and through other conversations that will flow from it, we will be able to win the argument. But I need your help, and I need the help of your listeners everywhere to, to reinstate the Constitution as the basic talking point around American political uh, discussions, or around elections, or around everything that happens relative to our government. There, is, there, there are very few books. Um, in fact, let me rephrase this. I am going to start um, talking to you about books that you must have on your bookshelf that I don't have anything to do with. But books that you must have on your bookshelf um, because you need to plant them in the, in the hearts of everyone you know, but especially your family, this is one of them. Get it, Mike Lee, Our Lost Constitution, the willful subversion of America's founding document, Our Lost Constitution. Make sure that is on your bookshelf. Mike, speaking of elections, as you, as you just were, um, let's talk about yours coming up in, in November, your re-election bid. Uh, something kind of interesting in in Utah, where uh, you're running against somebody who just made history, right? A grocery, a transgendered glo- grocery store clerk is running against you for the Senate seat in November. Is that a good thing, or is that? I mean, I can't imagine her beating you at this point. Um, hopefully, you're 80 points ahead of her. <laughs> I can't say that I'm 80 points ahead, but I can say this. I am running a hard campaign. I'm not taking anything for granted. Good. I look forward to a robust discussion of the issues this November. Yep. It has nothing to do with the identity or the background of any one candidate, whether it's me or someone else. Right. It has to do with what kind of country we want, not just the kind of country we want later this week or, or uh, next month, the kind of country we want a year from now, 10 years from now, 50, 100 years from now. We it's... want our descendants to be able to look back and say, we're glad that uh, we kept the system that was put in place for us. There was a time when that system was imperiled, and uh, there were some people who fought to keep it, and we're grateful to them. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's interesting, Mike, that, that Democrats who run in Utah and have a really good shot are usually named Matheson or Owens, and, and are, are somewhat close to the middle of the road. You know, they're much more conservative than your normal Democrats across the country. This person is she kind of rode in on the on the Sanders think, wave right which i think is, which is poses amazing a, which i think poses a real threat I, I, yeah it's it, it would be scary what's going on even yeah. in utah yeah the, the bernie sanders socialism is i, I would with people i would take her really seriously mike yeah oh no absolutely mm. there's no question about that and look um this is um an indication of the fact that people are, are reaching different conclusions about what their government ought to look like. And I welcome mm-hmm. the opportunity to draw that contrast. Uh, do we really want more government? Is, is that really where we're nope. going? Is, is what we need more government? People telling us uh, where to go to the doctor, how to pay for it. Is it really what we want? Uh, do we want more power at the top? Do we want more power being taken away from the people at the state and local level? put in Washington, and then within the federal government, most of that power being consolidated 
within an executive branch regulatory bureaucracy that costs the American people, mostly the poor and middle class, $2 trillion so, a year. Is that what we want? I don't okay. think so. It's a shame that people can't help out. I mean, you know, if they wanted to quickly get your plug in. Like, <laughs> is there a way? In. Is there a way yeah. where people could yeah, go ahead? What is oh, it? Yeah, donate? You know, it's huh. curious. You, it's funny you asked that. Come there on, is a come way. on. You <laughs> could go. You could go to a website on this thing called the World Wide Web uh, yes. at, at, at LeeForSenate.com. LeeForSenate.com. And seriously, right. I can use all the help I can get. Okay. Uh, people around Mike, the country I, are inclined to think Utah is a safe state. Mike, uh, nothing's going to happen there. Uh, LeeForSenate.com. I've got. Uh, I've got literally ten seconds. Are you going to endorse and vote for Donald Trump? Uh, I have not endorsed him. That has not changed. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I would love to be won over. I would love to see him embracing federalism okay. and separation of powers. I'd love to see him talking about returning power to the people. I haven't okay. heard that from him. Thank you very much, Mike Lee, uh, Senator from uh, Utah. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. In fact, it's now the most awarded mattress of the decade. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want, that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash glen and use the promo code glen. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash glen, casper.com slash glen, Glenn.